0: Hey everyone, it's Naomi Sneekes and welcome to the Firecracker Department. Uh, well, what's your week been like, everybody? Thank you so much to all the folks that are writing. It's, uh, it's just fantastic. I want you to know I so appreciate the correspondence through email or Twitter or Facebook or wherever the comments are coming from. The firecracker department appreciates it, because it makes us feel like, you know, we're not just talking to ourselves in a closet, which I am. (laughs) It's my studio. Who's kidding you? It's a closet. So uh, what's been going on in your week? What's been inspiring for you? Um, This week, actually a couple weeks ago, I went and saw some stand-up, and uh, here's the thing with um, comedy for me, is it, it takes a lot to surprise me. Like, because sometimes I watch comedy and I go, Oh, yeah, I get that. That's funny. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't see that coming. But I have sort of an analytical approach to it sometimes. It's why I often don't watch comedy on TV. Like, I'll watch, I don't know, The Crown which has its comic moments. But uh, I'll watch something like that. So because it, it, it's too close to work or something like that, I, I get too um, heady with it. So we went to see some stand-up, which I love regardless. I mean, I just love seeing what people um, are doing out there because stand-up is so personal. I love seeing what people are talking about. So we went to the um, Hollywood Improv a couple of weeks ago with our friend Mark, who is a delight, one of my new favorite friends in Los Angeles, um, him and his wife, Carla. And uh, we went and saw some stand-up. Now, on the roster, we're just like this killer roster, which is something that happens in Los Angeles. You, you go see a show in Toronto and it's like, oh, that's great. That one person is somebody that I've admired for a long time on TV or film or whatever. But here, it's like the, the show was crazy. We had They had like Margaret Cho, Kevin Nealon, Bobby Lee, um, Tom Arnold... It was just an incredible night. Margaret Cho was really interesting because, well, I mean, any stand-up that's been doing this for as long as she or like Kevin Neal and Bobby Lee, all those guys have been doing it, have this fantastic, I don't know, calmness about them. Just like this sort of laid back, like this is what I'm going to talk about today. And it's so appealing to me <laughs> because... Uh, stand-up makes me a little bit sweaty. I'm not going to lie. Improv to me makes more sense just because, I don't know, I guess I like working. (laughs) I like playing with others. Um, And stand-up for me makes me, um, I think it was Tina Fey that said like, when, you know, when you have a joke in improv, it's a joke that everybody shares on stage. Uh, And then when you have a joke in stand-up, it's all you, all that accolades all the applause is just for you but the flip side happens when you bomb like when I bomb in improv I'm like well that that was our show (laughs) didn't didn't really hit our stride with that show and when you bomb in stand-up it's like well how are you gonna I don't know it feels like it would be too much pressure for me I've done improv I mean I've done stand-up a couple of times and I enjoy it but I sure do uh like improv more Yeah, who knows? In the future, maybe I'll do stand-up again. You never know. Uh, So Margaret Cho just rocked it. She just, like, came out so bold and so sassy. Kevin Neely came out there. Same thing. Just, like, had this calm side to him. I just, you know, I've never met Kevin Neely before, but I just think he must be the nicest guy. He just seems like a real good guy. He had a couple of jokes that I will absolutely um, quote and footnote him. For instance, when he asked after being on stage for 30 seconds, how much time do I have left? How's my time? Killed me. Killed me. Um, That kind of stuff. But Kevin Neal, to me, just seems like an all-around great guy. Funny, smart, all that stuff. Um, Bobby Lee came out. Bobby Lee is another, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about physical acting and character work. And he, to me, is like full-body comedy. (laughs) Body, B-O-D-Y, B-A-W-D-Y as well. Uh, He's a sassafras, and I kind of like that too. I like people pushing boundaries. Um, It's not always for me. Sometimes I have a little, like, I don't necessarily need to see him put his fingers in people's faces. That's not interesting for me. But uh, other stuff, I'm on board with. And that's the joy of stand-up, is that you, you know, you don't have to like everything because there's another stand-up coming coming up next. So just wait. Uh, one of the guys that came out, his name was Theo Vaughn. If you haven't heard of him before, he was fantastic. And he was one of those comics that um, surprised me. Partially because I didn't know him at all. But he had some great stuff. If you can go on YouTube and see um, his bit about hamster bones, it's pretty effing hilarious. And uh, he just had a great delivery. He just, I love when... Um, Actors and comedians surprise me. Like I was watching uh, Three Billboards and Sam Rockwell had a couple of lines that he delivered in a way that I just did not see coming. Like he just, the intonation, it makes me want to examine like my words really carefully next time I have a script in front of me. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, all those uh, comedians were so inspiring. And um, yeah, I, I love going out there and seeing what people are thinking about these days. Uh, Speaking about what people are thinking about these days, (laughs) that's an awful segue, but I'm owning it. Joanne Boland is uh, my guest today. And um, I first met Joanne Boland when we did a little show called Train 48. Now, I don't know if you remember this show, but they um, it was an improv-based, news-oriented daily TV show. Every day we would go and I was a regular, but I wasn't, um, every, every day. So, but the days that I worked, I would go in, I think they picked me up at four in the morning and then we'd go to the studio at five, makeup, hair, ba 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 ba. Then the director would come in and talk to you about your storyline because they would just give you beats of things that you had to hit. And, um, then you would just get into the train, na, 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 train. And, um, you would start, and I think we were done by like noon, one o'clock. It was, um, it was amazing. It was intense, but it was really fun. And Joanne Boland was one of the people I met on that train. And, um, I always liked her. I just liked, she had just this fun sort of like, I don't even know, like quirky and like, ah. Let's, let's try it attitude, which I really love. And then um, as we've sort of known each other in this community longer, I've met her kids and her husband. And to me, they've become this little giggle family. Like whenever I see her with her kids, she's just, they're just giggling. They're just enjoying life. And um, I really admire it. And I also admire she makes choices as an actor to not play things safe. Um, and she's another actor that I just admire because she does like full on She's not like she just commits herself. She's not in her head. She's just in her heart, full on heart acting. That's my review for her. Um, and I, so, I so love that. It surprises me that she doesn't do more comedy because she is very funny. I mean, she did a really funny, um, character in slings and arrows. If you haven't seen that show, go and see it. Uh, and, um, but then she started just doing dramatic stuff. And, um, so she was in, uh, things like Saw, X Men, um, uh, Strange Empire. And those are all dramatic. But then, and then she did the Slings and Arrows turn, which makes me think she could just do comedy. She's also in the new series Carter coming up, um, with Christian Brune and Jerry O'Connell and, uh, Designated Survivor. And, um, She's in this new film uh, that Annie Bradley directed uh, called Blowback that looks just incredible. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, It's interesting, you know, actors, when you first start, it's not really said like you have to choose whether you do comedy or dramatic work. But you definitely go towards, I don't even know why that happens. You just get cast and then you, you know, you get sort of pigeonholed in that. Um, When I left theater school, I thought I would go to Stratford and do like Shakespeare for my life or Shaw and do George Bernard Shaw work. And I thought I would do like classical work. And then I think it was maybe second or third. No, it was probably first year at theater school. And I was like, no, I want to do comedy. I found it so, so rewarding. And then when I went to Second City, I remember in the first like day of rehearsal, Doug Marince, was my director Um, My cast was full of amazing superstars, like uh, Rebecca Northern who does Blind Date in Toronto. Fantastic. Um, Nug Naragang, who's an incredible comedian, has Illusionoid, the podcast. Um, Such great, great folks. Uh, Matt Barham, maybe you've heard of him, plays the part of my husband in real life. Um, And uh, it was so rewarding, that first, like, week of rehearsals at Second City that I was like, oh, I don't need to do anything else other than comedy. I still like doing dramatic work because it exercises a different muscle. And I've done some like, you know, I was in Saw. So that was pretty dramatic. There wasn't a lot of room for comedy in that bloodbath. Um, I've done, uh, you know, The Listener and different shows that uh, didn't call for comedy. But, um, But I sure do love comedy. There's really nothing like having a chance to make somebody laugh that is like um it's i don't even know how to explain it it's like this little bubble of joy <laughs> that just bursts in the middle of everything and it makes me feel so good it makes me feel like i'm doing the thing i should be doing uh so let's get into a chat with joanne bolan i so enjoyed this is another discussion i think we went on way too long but i couldn't stop it i loved talking to her and and we she has so much interesting things to say. She's got such a voice that is get, becoming more and more prominent in the movement of uh, strong females. And you know, I just can't wait to see what she does next, not only as a performer but as an activist and uh, as a person in our community. Because you watch it, she's gonna move mountains. All right, here she is, my friend Joanne Boland.
1: Some meat and pickles. Okay, this is the most amazing board because look, oh. Okay, that looks like bacon, Bacon. it looks like maybe maple. I shouldn't have it, yeah, I should. Do it, yes you should.
0: Oh my god. It's a date wrapped in a bacon. Are you serious? You're a fool if you don't have one
1: of those. Okay, I have to do it. Now it's interesting because my 11 year old, he won't eat any pork um, because he loves pigs. Because of babe? No, I don't think he's even seen babe. He just is excited about saving pigs and this is Caden Caden yeah and he and my husband be my husband is being very kind of saying I will not eat at all any pork products very anything, which thoughtful. I completely appreciate I, I I couldn't sign up for that I was
0: like <laughs> I support I respect, you so then you're like sneaking bacon no later. I know and
1: I feel really bad because my youngest Wyatt is 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 happy he loves bacon too so I see
0: pork. but Caden feels what really about, good um pepper pig Oh, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Pepper. Oh, what a (laughs) fool am I. Because they cannot uh, show that uh, series, Peppa Pig, in Dubai. What? Yeah, my cousin works there, and um, they couldn't do that. They couldn't uh, report on, um, remember how there was that funny story about uh, Kermit the Frog and um, Miss Piggy splitting up? Couldn't report on it.
1: What? That's amazing. Isn't that interesting?
0: So how does he feel about Peppa Pig? Does he know? I don't think, he, yeah, I don't think the they put together. the two together. That's okay. But a lot all, of a lot of adults don't either. So. I know, you just
1: kind of, I know. See, that's the thing. But we have an amazing butcher. And they are so knowledgeable uh, about all the meats and the, the farms that they work with. So, oh, you know, good. and She's they educated. make amazing sausages. So, so Caden, my one who refused to eat pork, mm-hmm. I took him in there and they spoke for like half an hour because for them it's about soil content and about really you know knowing the farms that they're working with and it's about the the meat being more nutritious like and they can actually prove that now you're a good mom I try to do that
0: <laughs> well you're also um a good... I also really just wanted him to eat pork again <laughs> <laughs> this I, is the reality I uh, I don't blame you because that's something that is quite delicious but I have a friend who good. is a vegetarian and he kept his kid from eating meat, and then at one point they gave him meat, and he lost his mind with joy. Mm-hmm. And he was running around the house going, Meat, 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 meat! <laughs> Couldn't get enough. So.
1: And it's tricky because I respect, like, you know, vegan. Because sure. I eat a lot of vegan meals because yeah. I, I don't have dairy and um, gluten, which is interesting. That's recent. Um, but What's
0: my, that, is that just for health stuff?
1: Yeah. Actually, um, I started going to a naturopath. Um, I found this summer, it's interesting, I'm 42 now, and this summer kind of hit me like because with the two kids, uh-huh. you know, an 11-year-old and a 4-year-old, and then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm an actor, Dylan's an actor, and then Caden with his acting career, and then Wyatt is just a wild man, right? Um, I just went, my health went, mm-mm, you got to slow down. Oh. And so... Did
0: it, how did it manifest?
1: It manifested in its way. I had my first panic attack.
0: Oh, man. I'd
1: never had a panic attack before and what did um, that look like for you it was weird i was going up to shoot carter Mm -hmm. um and what ended up happening was i was was we were heading up there and then right when i was about to get in the vehicle to to drive up there i just felt spacey i felt like i Mm. wasn't where i didn't know really where it was like i felt really really strange and out of it almost dreamlike yeah and then all the that drive up there, so scary. it was it was really. The good thing is I knew enough that I knew that an anxiety attack wasn't going to actually harm me, but it was enough to know that I just didn't feel grounded and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally I got there. It was really weird being in the hotel that night because yeah. it, it actually took quite a few days. It was a really interesting thing. And then I, that night, because I was shooting the next day, mm. I wanted to make sure. That I kind of, you know, was trying to take care of myself, so uh-huh. I felt really good because I have a lot of you know,
0: scientific dialogue.
1: Your dialogue's <laughs> incredible. I don't know how you and Matt do it, I'd I don't, I'm just it, it's just amazing to me. Um, you know, and so what did you do? So I ended up learning that.
0: It like was when I online, slowed really down. Yeah, like,
1: I was like, "How do I do?" Because I was, was nervous. Like, well, what if when I'm shooting that happens? Yeah, you know, and because shooting can be nerve wracking as well, and you know, especially on that show because they have such I don't, such. I mean the 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 main cast on that show, and you know uh, Jerry and and Sydney and Christian and all the directors and the producers and the writers are all these people that really respect right. So you want to. You know, it's their baby, right? Yeah. So you, you really want to kind of, you know, yeah. absolutely. And then when you come in and do these kind of scenes, and then you
0: kind of, you know, you, you. It's the hardest job, <sighs> right? Because you're not like one of the leads where they yeah. allow you to have ebbs and flows. You're expected to come in, yeah. hit your marks, be perfect, and then get out of here.
1: Ab- well, that's the whole thing. And so... you're trying to go, and because, especially with that kind of thing, you are the expert on these things. Right. right. <laughs> you yeah. know?
0: You're like, oh. oh what was your profession
1: on the show? Um I was the I was the I was the medical examiner at the coroner. Right. So I really needed to know right. what I was doing. And it's fascinating. It's just a world that
0: I know nothing about. Did they have specialists around to sort of
1: no they, the not not on set like us but i believe that all the obviously through the writers in the writers room the creators right. they would go through and say okay this makes sense and this is why um this this would work but it's just even kind of going okay what would i do and so that's the kind of research you would have to do yeah sort yeah. of at home ahead of time but you really had to sort of feel like you you know
0: that's like, really stressful it's really stressful. so that mounted with your child's um, career blowing up. Oh my gosh! And also, absolutely. like juggling two kids and husband and yeah. everything else. You're on your way. Panic attack, and then you yeah. got there and thought, I have to just slow down. Mm-hmm. Is that what you learned from?
1: That's what I learned, and I and I I have had to slow down, and also begin to really take care of myself because um, just having the balance of the two kids. As well, yeah. Um, I remember somebody said, "Oh, you have one kid, just throw another one, and they'll be fine. It'll be just as." I'm like, "No, no, it's absolutely double yeah. the work. There's it's, two car seats. It's first of all. so well, well. See, for us, because we have such a big age difference.
0: Yeah, what's the age difference between seven
1: years between them? Wow. So we were yeah. kind of, you know, Caden was at more of an independent um, point in his life, where he's at school. You could leave him, you know, you don't, you don't have that same fear that he's gonna kill himself. Yeah, you moment. could let him
0: run with scissors comfortably. It, comfortable yes yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so suddenly to be back here and you know kate on my eldest is such um he was always a really gentle really knowledgeable very safe child Mm -hmm. and and wyatt no he's just he's he's just an amazing bundle of energy he's wild he's wild he's He's like wyatt and his middle name is river and it's just the perfect name for yeah. him. Like, he's just that guy. And he just brings a smile on my face every day. No, but it was exhausting.
0: I can imagine you chasing
1: yeah. after him constantly. Constantly. And he had, he was, um, he had a lot. And we knew because of Caden, he had a lot of issues to begin with mm-hmm. aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, which ended up, I was shooting, so. How old
0: was he when you recognized that?
1: <sighs> he was not, he was around a year old. Wow. And I was shooting Strange Empire out west. And that was tricky. to oh when he, Yeah, it was really hard when you started to realize. And what we figured out afterward is actually for him was a lot of food sensitivities that sort of Which began. Is,
0: that's interesting. And because it was
1: when he went from going from a bottle to actually the introduction of foods. And basically 90% of what he was eating, he had a major sensitivity to. So it's like, causing what? his chemical reaction. The so, coffee
0: you were making him drink? Was yes, that not tons, Yes, okay. a double espresso in the morning. I know it just didn't <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What was he supposed so to cut it, out?
1: So... Eggs. Yeah. Really? Nuts. Dairy. What? Gluten. Oh. It's 90% of his diet. So everything. 90% of his diet. So what does he have? Bacon.
0: He have bacon. He's a he he bacon. He really loves bacon. <laughs>
1: no, but he uh, can have like quinoa and rice and yeah. things like that. It's actually, it was not That's that hard. An I thought you would
0: say something like, well, for sure, sugar.
1: Yeah. No, nope. like, he's actually eggs. fine with sugar. Like he can really? have like chocolate, not, as long as it's got, you know, dairy and, and things like that. Um, so but, did you go
0: to a natural path and yeah, find out? Oh it, my God. That's it amazing. was a saving
1: grace. And it, and because it, I had felt like when he was around a year and, and had finished shooting and came back, because um, we shot until October of that year when he was one in, in Vancouver. So moving back and truly feeling... Um, That I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to... It's been so scary. It was really scary, but I was thankful. I have such a great partner and and my husband. And very patient. And both of us, thankfully, had had the experience of already having a child. So we felt more confident as parents. We're lucky. Um, But I, I always... My heart goes out to parents when their first child it's it's trickier like that so we were lucky or single Single absolutely like Like my heart oh my goodness like I think about single parents all the time in moments when I'm solo parenting if if Dylan's away or whatever and I just think it is truly one of the hardest jobs in the world most rewarding but there are moments where you you know, you just question everything. You question, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Am I making the right choices? Because it's one thing when you're making them about yourself. But it's a whole other thing when it affects another human being in that regard that you're raising. Um, and so it's 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 a tough... And it, I just felt lost in it with a, yeah. a partner who was there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Let alone having these kind of thoughts and feelings if it was yourself. It's just... But what's great is to know that there actually is a lot of resources and a lot of really helpful people out there. We um, contacted uh, City Kids, which is this incredible organization you call, and what they do, because the problem is when you start to deal with different issues, you have to go to all these specialists. And a lot of these appointments, for example, take sometimes six months to a year to two years to see these people. Wow. So what City... Uh, kids does is they have somebody to come in? They do a whole big uh, assessment with you on the phone. Yeah, and you tell them everything that's going on. They have people come out assess to your place. Great, assess the child, and then from there they say this is actually where you we think you should try first. So instead of going to all these different, it really uh, it for us just made the process so much. Still, did you still have to wait six months? Um. A couple of them we did. I mean, our kids were not sleepers. I mean, Caden did not sleep through the night till he was four and a half years old. And Wyatt is four. He's going to be five in February. Just started sleeping through the night in June. So we had another four years of, you know, because we were going to go to a sleep clinic. Right. uh, And the wait list for that was two two years. By then? Two years. By then you will... Truly, and that's how you felt. We just <laughs> like... kind of, we just because we knew with Caden that it took four and a half year, we just went, ah, we'll wait it out. Yeah. Um, but it was night and day. Once we had people involved, um, that really helped, and then we went to the naturopath. Yeah, yeah. and the the naturopathy college doctor Pasota, um, was our naturopath for Wyatt, and it was like, felt like having our lives back again. I bet.
0: You know what a like that's a miracle in sorts. It you know? really like, was, cause well, I could
1: because we could not take him to a park with other children. Right. He was so aggressive. Like, he was so unbelievably aggressive. That, and he would even understand the rules. He'd say, "Why? so what are your rules here? And, no hitting, yeah. no pushing to, like, 30 seconds into the park, boom, yeah. with another child. He, he, like, yeah, he would do that. And you just, and it's well, so hard because he couldn't yeah too.
0: well they you know no i'm serious but like yeah no, don't but realize how our diet affects us. So
1: absolutely much. it's all these things that it's making your body just work in a different way mm-hmm. and not working in the way that it needed to so going back to that for me this summer so, yeah. was kind of in the same part. I, I felt like i'm completely exhausted here i felt like I'm not listening to the signs of my own body as now being 42 and things are changing, Yeah, you know, I'm probably in perimenopause. So, and and these are all the things that, 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 that begin to change. And especially within the, the business that we work in, you really have, nobody It's not taken into consideration. You're exhausted. You're a thing that you just need to be ready at all point. Your brain needs to be on. Yeah. Um, and especially that kind of that kind of work, because it's especially with film and TV, that that level of
0: concentration that you have to have yeah. and be able to vulnerability and vulnerability, d- and vulnerability. Which is a really
1: absolutely mind
0: blowing things. So yeah. be vulnerable. But not off camera. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> like, that's, when we yeah. say cut, I don't want to see those tears anymore. Yeah,
1: it's I know, and that's the whole different. Well, that's, I'm, I'm always that's why I'm always fascinated at different people's processes of how they work and where it comes from, and yeah. you know, because there are some people that can be joking, joking, joking right up until and cut, and like, yeah,
0: yes, you know, I don't and other people that.
1: that need to remain in that, and you know, I, that's what I, I'm fascinated with actors of how everybody comes to, you know, produce that work for themselves mm-hmm. and where, why, what process they have to get them to the places that they need.
0: Well, and you've played, like, a bunch of really intense characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching a couple of your demo reels, oh, and, like, voice. that Flashpoint lady. Oh, yeah. Oh goodness. But actually, I, it was kind of like, I'm like, actually, you don't actually play just, like, regular gal, like your girl There's next office. door. Like, for somebody who is petite, yes. you would think you would get slotted into... Yes. Yes,anje new roles. Never.
1: never, I'm always in a cast where it's me and probably fifteen men that are probably six foot and up. I'm, uh, it's it's incredible, and then I always get set, and they are like, "How tall are you?" And I'm like, "I'm five foot two <laughs> and a half," and they're like. We always—you just seem so much taller yeah. always, and I think it's—it's it's part of being five foot two and a half because you always have to kind of, you know, yeah. When you walk out into the world, you sort of have to own it in a way. Yeah, well,
0: you do. No? Not everybody does, but you're—you're you're doing it.
1: I, I, yeah, I guess I've always been that kind of, you know. I know my mother's always saying when she watches things, she's always like, Why
0: what, what is
1: happening with your character? What's happening? It seems a lot of anger in there." And I'm like, "Oh, I yeah, know, Mom." She-. I said, but they're great roles. She goes, "Oh, so can't great. you just wear something? Like, can't you just do something a love story when you're wearing a nice dress or something?" And I'm like, Aww. "Oh, bless her."
0: What was the show for- where you were wearing army fatigues and you go in and you have the one? Oh my god! So that's that a from?
1: zone of separation. It Holy was this miniseries. So we shot some of it in Bosnia. Oh um, my god,
0: that was intense! It was really intense. I was probably, I almost had to stop watching it because I was watching. I'm like, this is stressing me out, and I was like, oh, that means it's really good. I'm gonna keep so on, but int- I had to. But it. it's like, so intense. It's very intense. And what I find too, because
1: I mean, when I was younger and doing those, because it's true, a lot of my career has been really. Um, you know, stressful, high stakes um, situations that yeah. my character is yeah. in. And yeah. and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I do find the older I get and because my energies go elsewhere for my family and for my kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, all, like my husband, all those things is that... I don't have that decompression time that I used to, mm. you know, when mm-hmm. it was just when I was younger and I just I could sleep in all day or whatever after shooting things like that. Yeah, that I just find I have to know I because I I feel it all and you feel it emotionally because um, that's just the type of actor like I it resonates. Yeah. You, know, you don't go halfway. I can't. I just never have. Like, I always go to those places. And it, weirdly, I don't know. why It's just accessible. Yeah, i just why had though? That, like, that. I don't know. Don't you question
0: that? Like, I know why I play the characters I play. Because <laughs> I grew up with all those people. Like, that's yeah, yeah. those flips of comedy. Yeah. But where where does your intensity come from?
1: That I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it is one of those those interesting things that I just... Yeah, it's always to these places that that I've... I, I don't know. That's why my mom was like, are you angry? I'm like, I'm not angry. <laughs> I like
0: parents say that personally. Like, what did we do to...
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah, I just have always, those are the places that I find so into. easy. Yeah, yeah, tap in and understand that and Maybe it's and like a past that. life. I, I'm a big believer in that. I, I do, do think too. there are, are things that, you know, that you feel that are just innately, that you understand, you gravitate towards, yeah. you you get, and, and yeah, I definitely understand. Yeah. am like, Somebody, a very empathetic person, for sure. Yeah. Like, I feel the suffering of people. That's the thing. Like, I feel people's emotion. I'm right. one of those people that goes into a room, and if somebody's really having a bad day, I feel, I feel it from yeah, them. that's hard. And I can't,
0: yeah. That's hard. I mean, you talk about shaking a character after you're finished in an intense day. Like, you go around the world oh, soaking absolutely. that in. Absolutely.
1: You do. And especially for us, when we were shooting Zos, in, when we were in Bosnia, and it had only at that point been 10 years um from obviously the 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 horrors that had happened in in Sarajevo mm-hmm. and the town that we were shooting in Tuzla uh 10 years previously in the square that we were shooting in there had been um a bombing and of the university students there and uh so some of our crew you know had were either missing limbs or had been involved. So there was not, and a lot of the, um, you know, the background performers, you know, we had in these really intense crowd scenes and you could feel their Mm -hmm. pain. And it was, it's, it's pretty amazing, you know, uh, to, uh, to get to live a life where you get to experience, um, so many Different things mm-hmm. and and amazing people and people that have have gone through things like that. Yet still, the optimism and the joy that they find in life mm-hmm. is to me so. Um, oh my gosh, my phone oh, keeps speaking. Okay. Um, it, I I just have such respect and I, I just feel like it's such an honor to, um, you know, to to share people's people's lives and people's experiences and their stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest gift as an actor, to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, did you talk to some of the background folks when you were there?
1: Yeah, and we would just... What was that like? It was fascinating, because obviously, there were some that spoke English, but there was an interpreter. Right. Um... And it was just interesting talking. It was interesting. My husband, Dylan, is, um, has a, a theater company at theater Front, and they had been actually working um, with a Sarajevo oh, no theater way. company. So we actually knew some. So because they did a thing where... Did he go with you? He didn't go, but they the, the way that the theater company works, they basically write plays together. So part of it, um, the Sarajevo actors would come here and create a piece. Mm-hmm. And it was all about during that time, what was wow. going on. So going into that, I actually knew probably more than I guess I would have. That's just amazing. From, his, from their experience. It was a brilliant piece called the Sarajevo project. And it was, it certainly readied me for, for what I was getting into there.
0: And then how do you diffuse afterwards? Like not only a day like that when you're actually in Bosnia, but after a day like the flashpoint, mm-hmm. like, you know, to an extent the intensity of the Carter yeah, dialogue yeah, like how, yeah. do you, how do you come back to the world
1: for me it's it's just taking the time to be at home be with my kids mm-hmm. be with my husband and just talk about life and it, it allows me to shake it off in that way um, that's the one thing I find since since I've gotten older um, when I was younger and auditioning for something and a, a part that I would have dreamed or would have you know you think it's going to change your life and you find out, oh, you know, you're a second choice or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that would be like for, you know, a week that sad. like, oh, because yeah. you already see yourself in the yeah. role and you, yeah. you know. And some um, of those are
0: harder to shake than others Some, too, right? absolutely.
1: Yeah. And... I find now I just don't have a, I don't even call it the luxury of that anymore. It just doesn't happen. It's now a day. Yeah, I, I can sit with those feelings. I'm like, okay, all right, next thing. Yeah. See, you yeah. know, you've got kids to. You have work to, work, and it's so I I find that's been very helpful f- for me. Yeah. Um. But you know, it, it, I don't think there's been any roles per se that's affected me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um. Really considering. Some 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 have been really brutal. Yeah, um, yeah. Mo- mostly they kind of have have been a joyful experience. What was
0: the strange empire experience like?
1: It was dreamy, so great. It was dreamy. I remember
0: seeing you actually. Oh. I feel like either we were buying um, pads for our feet so we could wear heels during tiff, tiff! and that then was you were a telling me about, oh <laughs> But God. you were telling me about getting the role and like how it was just opening your brain up a little bit. It, it was like.
1: absolutely yeah. because again, it was. You know, going into it, I didn't really have a lot of prep time. And I didn't actually know where the character was going to go. All I knew that the character's name was Morgan Finn, and Morgan was a cowboy. Right. That was essentially That's all you knew. That's really all I knew. And I knew that there was, I, I would be there for a while, that there was a, an arc for sure. Yeah. But I, I didn't know, and even the writers, because that was ever-changing, actually, even while we were shooting. Right. Um, and Laurie Finstad, who was the creator, who is just, I just. Worth Butterfeet. she's amazing. All the other like Jackie, we had just the most amazing. I think it was all female writers' room, amazing. Um, and as well, you you had I mean, like, was that amazing? <laughs> I say it, amazing, but I'm like no times, no, you know, you no. It was no, it was, and I've had a you know brilliant male writers as well, but they because of the nature of this show mm-hmm. and the fact that. I think if you look at the, basically the the top, you know, number one to ten of the show, I think probably I would say nine out of ten were women, right. which you don't have. It was such a rare experience. And I, I think is going to be happening more for sure. But it was the most... Um, if it's well produced, this is what yes, I think. Is when I see like yes. a
0: well balanced uh, call sheet Absolutely. or a well balanced roster, I'm like, Absolutely. oh, this is well produced.
1: Yes, but there was what was nice was there was because I have worked on male dominated sets yeah. like a lot, like more so um, than I think mo- most actresses have. Just because, as I was saying, I do tend to do. I'm like the lone female, yeah, in these, in it's these things, yeah. which has been such and 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 sometimes it's a lovely experience, and other times it truly is a really. Different environment to work in. And like I know how... how to handle it. Um yeah, okay, i I so... just have learned to. You kind of become... You mm, can't you become the little sister in a way. Hmm. You become, but there's a lot of,
0: you know... What do you mean different environment? Like, what would you say are, like, qualities that make it different than a female-centric... Um, <laughs>
1: I find and I've been blessed to work with a lot of male actors that are extremely supportive some of the most creative like pe- people that are my touchstones creatively mm-hmm. that I can go to. Um but sometimes there is that sense of of a bit of a peacocking right. is is what I'll say and proving to one another because for men I think it is it has been trickier for them to feel like they can show their vulnerability where I find with women. What, so when you're on a set like mm-hmm. that, and if you're feeling like, Oh my gosh, this scene is not working. Like, I, I feel like I'm terrible in the scene more. So you go to a, they'll, they'll get it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't really expose that. Yes, too. And,
1: and for men and, and not, not men, mm-hmm. cause I hate to generalize cause I think that's so, that gets it's dangerous. Whole, for sure. it. It's absolutely dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also the way that, that, that pressure on men to kind of be, You know, always the rock, always the one to, to, to not show emotion, not to feel this. Um, I have to say, I
0: I feel very privileged when I have a friend in Los Angeles that we were talking about being sensitive and having insecurities. And I feel so privileged to have that discussion with him because it doesn't happen very often. I mean, women go right in right fast. We don't talk about movies and weather. We go right into it. Absolutely. But when men start saying, you know, talking about their feelings, I'm like, this feels good. Like it feels right.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. And that's it. And I think, I think the world will be a better place when men feel like, you know, it's actually okay to do that. Yeah. And I think that's what we're dealing with right now. You know, I think that's what's happening is, yeah. is people going, okay, as well, how can we start? Because it doesn't just start when you're 20. I'm sorry. As soon as, you know, these are the way, even my children, yeah. you're 11 and four, they have already certain expectations of how they should be, you know, and it's certainly. Are you challenging that as a I one? am. Like, absolutely how do you do that and go just just things like you know if if talk about oh well you know boys can't cry or whatever and I'm like you absolutely can yeah absolutely you can and it's just different things like that of knowing that's okay and there's no such idea of what it is to be a man right I think when that conversation when those kinds of conversations are started which they are now I'm hearing them more and more I think it's also going to take the pressure off feeling this is how I have to be to be a man. Mm-hmm. This is how I have to be when I'm this locker talk, this no. Right. I feel like
0: actually gender, the, the gender qualifications are being taken away.
1: Absolutely. right. Because
0: we can't qualify anybody as a male, female, because we are yes. expanding that world. Yes. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I and it so- it's an interesting thing because, you know, Caden was saying um, with their friends, the, the thing they always joke, if somebody says a boy or girl, they like, Don't assume my gender. (gasps) Caden said that? Yeah. But that's what, you know. That's interesting. That's what they say. That's part, and it's becoming within the schools now. And it's free. And I just think, my goodness, isn't it going to be just? I hope a better place for them to grow up and not feel this sense of I have to live up to this, I have yeah. to live up to that. Well, can as you man, imagine being I mean, stuck whatever. in the
0: wrong body and going, mm-hmm. I have to live up to this, but it's not mm-hmm. at all in tune with what I well, feel? Well, this is this is with Strange Empire with, with yeah, Morgan, exactly. what we were,
1: yeah, me more what we that. were, you know, dealing with, and because it's because obviously it's a period piece, so when I would. We would talk about it and, and I would have questions or interviews and people would be, well, how would you say, how does Morgan identify, mm-hmm. you know, transgender? And I said, at that period of time, none of that existed. Right. So it it didn't exist for Morgan. I I believe and, and how I played Morgan is that that's probably it, that Morgan felt I'm in, I'm in the wrong body. Yeah. Um but you know the the writers may have had a different idea of how but cuz actually it was interesting looking into history there was it was actually more common than you think is that right yes yeah. that this would happen there be well, you look know at Joan of Arc well yeah right? all these things and there was a fact... i cannot remember the doctor's name but a very very famous doctor that they found out after actually this doctor was a woman and and as well like wow. um women they thought were men serving um in the army and things like that that yeah. would happen interesting yeah so it was an unbelievable experience um to be able to play a character like morgan um yeah. and truly because we as well talked about the idea of being two spirited um and, right. and and it's the most beautiful thing i the, know the idea of to to understand both and you know uh so truly Morgan to me is, was it, and I was the happiest playing Morgan. I yeah. loved playing Morgan. And also lucky because all the other women were in these corsets right. and I get to be in these like amazing, <laughs> comfortable pants with my, you know, with my cowboy hat and the most comfortable, except I had to ride horses and that was, uh, was that hard? Okay. So yeah, I would drink
0: that bottle of wine. What, Cause it was painful? <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Down that coffee. Um, Okay. So I like let's get into this horse I,
1: relationship. I I'm not a horse person. Oh, were you before? Nope. 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 <laughs> and You're
0: when I auditioned
1: a... when I auditioned no it was never on the table about the horses, like but it's a, a
0: horse centric.
1: Like... Yes, but they never had said, are you a rider or do anything so Is which that... I appreciate and I'm not a liar. Like I'm not one of those people that'll be like, I can I can do triple back right. off a horse. Like I I, when I, was, I was like, no, yeah. I can I I've... don't we all have horseback riding on our special skills though no see i'm the most honest person no I, like unless i'm a p- pure expert at something right i will not put it like i'm i'm my husband always laughed laughs like, really? I'm like I can't because it would be a lie and I can't too I can't lie <laughs> yeah. meanwhile I'm like I can play bongo drums how hard is that to learn sure I can play no, guitar I, I can't so I, I at least felt good that I went when I went out there mm-hmm. that they knew I had no skills but yeah. it was fantastic um, we went to the the virtue ranch, and they actually taught us how to ride um, so and fun, Kara though. G was amazing she was already like uh, doing this beautiful bareback like riding I was like you're amazing then there's me on the horse like this and I'm supposed to be <laughs> The character, like, handles horses. Right. And I'm like, this is going really well. So were you nervous? Were you
0: scared of the horses? So nervous. The because what? I'm five foot two and a half, and the thing is huge. Right. So you always thought, oh, this is the moment where they kick up and I fall off. Oh. Oh. That was constant. Oh. oh. All <laughs> the
1: time. So, and my horse, weirdly, relinquish. was named Morgan, which was this, and it was, it, Morgan was a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful horse. And we were so fortunate because... All the, you know, the horse handlers and the stunt people were just incredible on this show. So I was in the best hands. But one time we were... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One time... And I had done well. I had done scenes where I came in on the horse and I was really starting to feel good. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like... Because they were like, you're actually a natural rider. You sit... I was like... Okay. okay, okay, it's happening here. But every time I was like, okay, here we go. Because there would be gunshots and stuff near the horses, and, and oh you know, God. the horses would jump. And the, um, Jim, who was playing my uncle, he whooped <coughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Yep. Copying. Have some water. <coughs> it's the horse nerves.
0: <laughs> it might be, you know. It it back. It Sometimes when I get nervous, I start talking like this, and Sometimes I'm like, like oh. happening. Um, mm,
1: Jim who was playing my uncle, he knew everything about horses. So he would teach me and be like, okay, this is what the horse is feeling. You'd watch the ears and he goes, okay, so watch oh. that. That's why they're unsettled. You'll see when they start to do this. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So he made me look good. And, um, and so, but one time we were getting ready and it was, I think probably we were getting a little farther along in the shoot. Probably I get the seventh episode or something. So I had spent a lot of time around horses at this point. and any time between uh, breaks, they would ride us around because we, yeah. Uh, where we were shooting. Was so it hard on your body? Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> none of it is like... I don't, And I have such respect because people... And I can look at it and be, that's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. It's just not in me. Gotcha. And so one time we had an episode where I have to go look for um, the woman I love through the forest with a lantern. And it was obviously period piece, so I had the lantern. And so um, we were... Practicing just in a field near where we were shooting, and Morgan the horse, and and I, and and um, and we were kind of going around. And my trainer was helping me, and he was saying, "Okay, now we're going to film because we had done it a bunch of times, getting used to riding and holding the lantern." Yeah. And then he goes, "Okay, Joe, we're we're gonna we're gonna film it now. So if you you know turn the horse around and we'll start." I'm like, "Okay." So I hit my mark with the the horse, and then which alone, which alone, I was like, like I was proud of myself. I'm like, but i was starting to feel that confidence. But I'm you just think like, I, like, I, I hit my mark with my
0: horse, like hit alone. That's huge with my horse. Hitting your mark by yourself, but then you have a horse. I
1: was like, it was yeah. So it was one of these things, and then so, and then all of a sudden, Morgan starts sidestepping, and I'm just like. Okay. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, am I doing something with reins or my body that's making the horse do this? And I was like, why is the horse? And then the horse takes off. The horse takes off. Running, running,
0: running. Did he see a squirrel? Is that what happened?
1: He got stung by (gasps) like a nest of hornets. Oh my God. Which made the horse go crazy. Like, and, and because me being the actor that I am, I'm protecting my prop I'm not joking. <laughs> Protecting my prop, I can hear him going, "Pull the reins, Joanne, pull the reins, pull the reins." I only got one hand. I have to and hold like, yes. my lantern. I'm like, I'm not going to hold the yeah. lantern. And then the horse is about to like hit the fence. Like we, like I'm, all these things are flashing in my mind. Like would a horse, the horse hit the fence, or would like, it jump it would, over? It, yes, we. But we would be gone. Oh, be like gone. it would be over. Right, like, over. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in my mind, I'm like, oh. And then suddenly, his voice, I'm actually hearing now. Drop. I dropped the lantern, yeah. pulled the reins, and eventually the horse went up and down.
0: Like it reared up on its hind yeah. legs. And
1: Mike, who's amazing, and he's just he's so carried. He goes, I've never seen your horse move that fast. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And 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 the director's like, Can we get a second take? No, well that was just this the sapphire. No, it was just Mike the three of us rehearsing. Right. So I still have to shoot this scene a couple days right. later. Right.
0: Like well, I have to recreate the shoot? horror. Yeah. That would have been a good shot. That is. Ugh.
1: In a forest in the night with bears. Right. Oh my god! So, yeah, uh, they really rode out a lot of the horse riding after
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's much that scares you though in acting world. No, like, uh, you like... get, you get me, but that yeah, no, that didn't appeal no. to you,
1: no, because I like months like later, my my agent Brian, who's amazing, he called me, goes, well, you know, what are your horseback riding skills again? Obviously, since doing Strange Empire, I'm like, no. No, he goes. What? No, I said if you give me a tranquilizer, then maybe I will get on a horse again. and is that for you or the horse? (laughs)
0: Because that seems like. Oh Oh my
1: god! The only time I was really comfortable on Strange Empire was when I was working with the pony, because I felt because you're honest to goodness, but I kind of weirdly was like as if it was hard to deal with the pony. Like I was being all like, oh no, the pony really understand. It's good. It's really good. And they're like doing it as a pony, and it's shorter than you.
0: (laughs) But it's still it's, it's still a kind of horse, right? Well, yeah. do you feel like uh, like there's? I mean, I look at your past credits, and mm. do you feel like there's been like an arc to your career of what you imagined it to be? Oh,
1: I never imagined doing film and television ever. What? Nope, because I went to school to musical theater.
0: See, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I know you sing, and you're part of the yeah, Elasto... No, I, Elasto Citizens, Citizens, changing the
1: world one look at a
0: time. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, you but... you've got a gorgeous voice. But I, I
1: never thought... I really thought my whole career would be um, musical theater. Wow. And it was not that way at all. I I, I did a musical right out of school. It was this amazing... Um, Absurdist musical, and then I ended up. That sounds
0: fantastic. I first of all,
1: <laughs> was it fantastic?
0: It was. What
1: was it? Wasn't it? So it was called Ubu the Barbarian, based yes. on Alfred Ubuwa. and yeah. I played Ma Ubu, and we had songs written by Joe Hall, but they were like Roadkill Barbecue and things like like Great. it was a, it was Great. it was dreamy. Yeah, and you had all these incredible people that were a part of this thing. So that's why I thought that, that my was the last life time we did a be. musical that was. Because I ended up, be- I ended up reading, becoming a reader, mm. and because I'd never set- I had never said, I I don't come from an acting family, um, you know, yeah. and so I just never saw myself in yeah. that world, yeah, you know, and I didn't also see myself in a lot of the film and TV that I was watching. I didn't kind of yeah, right. I- I'm like, you didn't I'm see not an your ingenue. type. There, I'm not- That's yeah. how I felt. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to fit into this world. And
0: yet, if somebody saw you, you'd be like. You're not too like they could see like a petite, not so much now because I feel like you've grown into the persona. But I bet when you first started, but it was
1: interesting. Even then, I was I was always too quirky, like in a quirky way that they almost didn't know what to do with me. And so my career has always been these all over the, which is wonderful as an actor. Like all these interesting characters, I've had such interesting projects, like like to do. I did Land of the Dead, which yeah. is George Romero's. Like, I I got to
0: drive, like, a tank, a I dead reckoning, that. like, in a bus. I saw know? that clip, and I was like, how much of this is special effects and CGI'd, and how much was... That was incredible, that so, whole so, tank i, I, I
1: yeah, and, they, and sadly, I never got to, because it was obviously... Because it was a massive um, truck, like yeah. a tractor trailer yeah. that they... Built into this monster tank thing, and so all all I ever got to do was the interior stuff, and then the studio we got to it. But cool, it was so like, cool because yeah. like you're driving over zombies, and it's way back. And now, obviously, with the Walking Dead and everything, oh gosh, zombies are so, so I know it's so <laughs> interesting. It's become this whole thing. So I kind of look. How did this, you know, this tiny girl be, get to do these real kick-ass roles? Yeah. And that was
0: early days for you yeah, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. So when you did that, where you like, "Oh no, this actually appeals to me more than the musical theater." Yeah, I think once I I,
1: I got I got bitten by by the film and TV bug as soon as I was on set. Yeah, um, it was the most. My first role ever was in a film directed by Emilio Estevez. Uh, yeah, it was about the Mitchell Brothers, and they were the infamous. They they essentially they were all about revamping the porn industry right and they they're fascinating and I believe so Charlie Sheen and Emilio were playing these brothers okay and it's if you look at the history of the Mitchell brothers, it's absolutely fascinating. I believe one of them ends up killing the other, and it, it's 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 a fascinating life. And they ended up writing this very famous porn call behind the green behind the green door. Yeah, and the they, green door. Yeah, yeah. And it was no, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, I was like, are you a porn expert? I don't know this about you. Um, and it was the girl who she had been the Ivory Snow girl, no, way. and she became the lead in this. In this porn. Oh, that's interesting. So, is this whole it's, it's quite so that was my I, I wasn't in the porn. I was like yeah. a, I was like a caterer's assistant. I had a line or something like that. But but um, still like
0: watching and being on. But set, watch and like, oh, Emilio was fantastic
1: cool. because he knew I had never been on a set before. So he he was the most gracious. He was just very kind like in what this way? is who with... he'd say okay so when you get there this is who you check in with and this is how oh you nice. know because he knew that I had never been on a set before yeah um and just different things so just. Extended himself in such a it's such a kind way, yeah. Um, because I was so green to, to the to the business, I didn't know anything, and so that's how kind of my career began in really learning from experience on sets and watching. I'm just so fascinated how it would all work. And reading was the biggest yeah. thing for me. I always say to young actors, Warren. yeah. yeah. And she's been every like she's believed in me from day one. She saw something, um, in me that I didn't see, and I'm forever grateful because. I just learned from being in those rooms mm-hmm. and watching all these incredible actors come in, have the exact same script and bring something completely different and mm-hmm. bringing themselves and what that what that means and how important that is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I learned from that. And then it just sort of and then I got my first guest star on a, a TV show called Blue Murder. Um where I got to play the most amazing character, and that sort of began consistently. From there. Though,
0: like that was a consistent for you on Blue Murder.
1: Uh, no, no, it was a guest star. But then they brought me back in the next season for a whole different guest star. So they, I ended up doing, I think, three episodes, but different characters. Yeah, which was it was really neat at the time.
0: So, so would you say Stephanie was one of your like biggest cheerleaders along the way? Absolutely, yeah.
1: because she had been my she had been my musical theater presentation. Right, that's how I course. met her. Of course. Of course. Um, and she's always, she's always been there in a way of believing in my yeah. work, which to have those people in, oh my, in my corner, How... I've been lucky. I've I'm, been I'm very fortunate in the city with different cast directors and different, you know, of, of ways of really kind of rooting for
0: me, which mm-hmm. is really lovely. You yeah. Know? Well, it probably doesn't come without having talent and um a gracious heart as well. Oh, like they,
1: sometimes. Oh, sometimes you just feel like, oh my goodness, oh, you bad. know.
0: Doesn't that happen every other month?
1: Like absolutely. You have to keep- oh my goodness, that's what I mean. You, you. It's so funny because when I was younger and you know, when I was in my twenties, and I would look at, um, you know, actors' careers that I just respected yeah and and i would always think oh they oh my gosh like different like jane eastwood yeah have all these people that you just kind of go oh i can't wait till i get there so i don't stress so i don't feel worried about work so i don't ever second guess my what i'm my worth Mm -hmm. and it's interesting now like getting into my 40s and you still have all that you actually it's it's actually in some ways harder because you know
0: more about what like yeah i mean there's a certain level know? of confidence right that Absolutely. You go, well i will work again yes but then there's also the insecurity in our hearts of like yes. maybe i won't, won't. work again. you always
1: think he because he kind of because because also my characters in my life and the type of things i've done have never been a consistent type i'm kind of like where am i going next well i
0: mean looking at your work though there is a consistency in the intensity like Correct. the emotional mm-hmm, intensity mm-hmm. that you bring to every character like yes. i do see a lot of Characters that you play That are like <laughs> surface Like bubblegum You know like, No
1: like, yeah Definitely not Like probably I think Even yeah Slings and arrows was the, yeah. But she wasn't But she was I Like that was she another was piece of I bubblegum. loved she her hilarious. so much
0: Cause she, Oh my god That scene like, is hilarious It's just They're
1: so great And And, uh, and all and, and again That was one of those Sets to work on Where every person On
0: that show You're just like
1: Oh my goodness
0: Yeah So then Do you miss Uh, your musical theatre days? Like, do you ever have regrets of not having pursued that?
1: Well, for me, I was, because of the Elasto Citizens as a really kind of a vaudeville theatrical uh, band, I usually have got my hit of that from from playing with the Elastos. Yeah. Um, but because we don't play as much anymore, because the band is such a large band and everybody has their careers. And now with kids, it, it's yeah. really hard to get us all together and rehearse because it's such a tight show. Um, I do miss it. I mm-hmm. miss I, I miss I mean, I haven't done theater in 17 years. Wow.
0: And there's probably a time when you're like, that's all I'm going to. That's do. what I thought I yeah. would be
1: doing. Like, that's, I love the absolutely. vision of
0: what our careers. Oh, we're gonna be like like I had that same vision yeah. of like when I get to be this time I don't have to sweat about things I won't have to audition yeah and then I remember meeting Goldie Semple and she oh, was like Goldie. I know right and I remember going oh yeah I should send out postcards to artistic directors and I'm like but you're Goldie Semple. Semple. yeah and it made me go oh I'll well, never
1: not do that yeah and that's a thing and that's what I th- I think it's also I don't know it's I, I love it I love. I love getting older. I love I love meeting new actors, young actors, and watching that and, and remembering that, that feeling of the excitement of your first audition, mm-hmm. whether it be commercial, whatever it is. And that, it it, it makes my heart so happy. I still happy. get excited
0: about auditions. It's just, yeah, I do. I Slash nervous.
1: No, but I get excited. I, I love, I feel like it's an opportunity for me to act. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you get nervous it, in auditions?
0: Not really. Oh, uh, you're one of the few people. So what happens? How do you... Teach people not to get nervous in an audition.
1: I just think the biggest thing for me with auditions of, of not getting nervous, though, though that said, I do find it tricky when it's roles. For example, like uh, my character in Carter, those kind of things like though, that kind of lingo stuff is tricky because for me, it's a different almost like muscle that I'm using to mm-hmm. because... It's the memorization aspect of it. For me, the the way my brain works quick is is if emotionally I understand Mm -hmm. where that character is, then I'll know the lines. I can read something once and I'll know it if I'm connected emotionally. Mm -hmm. But with things like that, that's when it starts to get a little hard for me. Yeah, interesting. Um, But I think knowing that I am the only person going into that room that can bring what I have just makes me relaxed. Uh, because it doesn't become about a competition. Because mm-hmm. um, quite often now, you know, I know all the people that are going in. I guess, and I would be so happy, and I would go, "Oh, you'd be wonderful in that role, and you'd be wonderful." Like, is one of you those. Have things. Any so it takes that like, pressure competition with people. No, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm like one. Of, I will call people and be like, "I have. Th- I'm going in for this audition. You, you should, should go too. in. I think you'd be wonderful in yeah. it because." They can't bring what I bring to it and I can't bring what they bring. So there's no, there's nothing about it that it's, it's competitive. Like for me, if that role is meant to be mine, it will be. And if it's meant to be theirs, it will be. All I can can try to control is to, to know what I'm doing well enough to understand the scene as well as what I can bring to it. Mm -hmm. And then that really takes the, the edge off. And I find the casting directors, they want you to do well. You know, they don't want you to fall on your face no. because, you know, it also reflects on them because they've chosen to bring you in. Uh, so I think that's a big thing to to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be, and some days you'll have real crappy auditions and it's just being easier on myself too yeah. about it and not being like, it's, none of it's perfect, no. right? You shouldn't try to be, it's ever changing. You know, so that's that's helps me.
0: Yeah. And so now in this like in this new chapter because you've played so many roles like okay I have two questions for you you've played so many different roles and on almost every show that Canada has (laughs) shot (laughs) like you're like you've done at least a day if not a recurring on almost any every dramatic show that's Mm -hmm, been shot in Canada mm -hmm. what has made you stay in Canada? well that's interesting I love
1: Canada yeah I love I'm I'm a proud proud Canadian and I want to build up the industry within my own country. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell Canadian stories, whatever that means. It's interesting to say, what is a Canadian story? But I think there is something about working and being a part of creatively within an industry, within your own country where you were born, that it's a certain experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've just always... I lived in England for a year yeah um so I worked there had an agent there because I have dual citizenship because my parents immigrated and that was amazing too but there is something about being connected and and it's to Canada specifically that I didn't want to do I didn't want to move to the states
0: Did, did living in Canada and having your career in Canada ever frustrate you There are certain, the the
1: one thing that frustrates me is that when I'm either working on a movie or a series and a person is brought in from another country, I can understand it if there is a, because, you know, obviously now with what social media is, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook are all different forms of advertising. Mm -hmm. Everybody's figuring out how do we market a show? So I get it. If somebody has a million followers... You know, that means a great look at, look at your your platform, mm-hmm. the, the advertisement, you know, you're getting out to, uh, a million people. So, of course, that lead on that show makes sense. But if it's an actor who there are other actors that I know that are Canadian that are maybe better sometimes mm-hmm. for a particular role. And another actor is brought in when they don't have those other things or experience if they're phenomenal in the role, absolutely, it's the best person for the job. Right. But that's what frustrates me sometimes, um, is the way that sometimes on sets here, you do get treated a bit like a second-class citizen. Right. Yeah. And I find that very tricky. And and that's part of why I want to be here and go, oh, how do we create this for ourselves? Yeah. And it's hard, because obviously, we are north of the biggest, it's the biggest, yeah. you know, it's industry, it's, it's massive. So... It's- you know. so
0: what are you doing what are you doing in order to support those feelings like i know you just did um blowback with yes annie. with
1: annie bradley who's incredible it's just which fun, is maybe one out. of the best trailers i've ever
0: seen by the way oh my gosh like that she's
1: she's genius and it's yeah. interesting because she came approached me with that project about four four years ago right so she's this been is waiting for you yeah guys. four years ago yeah and this is she's she's truly a visionary she's if anybody gets a chance, everybody should get the chance as an actor or, or it, creatively to work with her because she really is a force, yeah, and she has a vision for things. Um, and so,
0: being part of something like that be something is something like that absolutely support the the stories, as you said, about in in Canada. Yes. What else do you find yourself doing as an artist?
1: I find as an artist being aware mm. and trying to really support our shows or our films that we make. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the biggest thing that that frustrates me for people, and sometimes within our own interests, we say the same thing, will be like, "Well, oh, that doesn't look Canadian, so it must be good." Like to hear right. that, I I, I feel like that's t- happening less. It's it's getting better, but I I'm like, still it's yeah. still a thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's two things. I think people aren't trying to make shows look Canadian or American; mm-hmm. they're just trying to make good shows. Yes, like something like Orphan Black. Yes. It's, is obviously shot in toronto absolutely. they don't try to hide it no but they're not going toronto no. you know so it's a little bit yes. there's a balance that they're absolutely
1: finding. i just find sometimes that that our industry it, it it is changing i do believe it's changing but there is sometimes that kind of oh well it's just canadian or it's just this and mm-hmm. i think it, we really need to start to own it mm-hmm. really properly own it and not just saying okay w- I need to go there to make it here. I think we need to we need to somehow figure out how to keep people here. Yeah. Because I know there are people and there's some people absolutely if you want to go there because they're excited about being there. But I know there's so many people that go I don't want to actually leave Canada. And I'm hoping, because there is so much that's shot here now, yeah. and that, yes, people now know all the crews here, and they are starting to get to know the actors here, that things will change, yeah. and, and and to create our own work, and that's, we cannot just be reliant upon the American um, no. things that shoot up here, which are great, and they're fantastic when you're on them, but it's kind of going, what, what, do, what do we do for yeah. ourselves? Are you
0: creating stuff right now?
1: I, there are a couple of things that I'm trying to kind of get going yeah. and different ideas because an, another thing that I really want to see more so and I think it
0: begins is is
1: you know older women, yeah, you know? so you're very vocal I'm about very that. vocal about like, it like like has she always
0: been or has that just kind of surfaced because of um no, the hashtag always, me too oh no, I've
1: movement. always been that way yeah I've always been that way i I for me is I love my wrinkles i love I love this face I love that this is this is my journey yeah these are
0: all the little parts of who I and it's a privilege to get older. It's yeah. an absolute privilege. Um, and I, know, I, I, I i know. It's so strange. Hey? Somebody said to but me we're, yeah. in, a, in the story the other day, this guy was having trouble standing up. He was like, oh, don't get old. And I'm like, God, I hope I do. Yeah, like, it's I, true. You know, like it's but not... I think we forget that because we're constantly bombarded with the,
1: the thing about anti-aging, about younger is better, about this and that. And I just go, I, hey, you know, I don't want to be 20 again. I I I'm more comfortable who I am now. I don't want to go back to that, and I'm constantly feeling bombarded because obviously the you know the beauty industry it's it's a, it's a billion dollar industry, but we're constantly bombarded with these images or these messages about anti aging and aging is terrible and you want this and this and you just kind of go no you got it, we got it all backwards. Mm-hmm. I think we have you always been like it.
0: that. Yeah. Who taught you the beauty of aging?
1: I just think it came from, you know, it came from the types of women in films and television and just that that I grew up kind of going, oh, they're comfortable in their own skin. And my mother was good. My mother's never been somebody that's been, oh, look at my face. Yeah. She's just always been appreciating who she is and where she is. And I think from that, it, um, I've been very fortunate. And I remember, I guess, probably about 10 years ago, I was on a set with an older actress who uh, I who's a phenomenal actress, and I just love her. And she said to me something that really stuck with me. She said, it's interesting, because she was probably in her 50s at the time, and said, it's interesting, Joanne, and I, I wonder if you'll notice this, but when you get to my age on a set, it's like you don't exist. It's like you disappear. Yeah. And I've heard that before. And I heard a lot of women saying that they resonated get ignored with and, and it it yeah. Made me angry and <laughs> so angry because I felt this is so wrong because I feel like you get to a certain level of experience with your craft and as a woman that you finally I feel like now I'm just really learning what how to do things that I'm ready now and that the idea of Parts and all those things disappearing for women of my age is infuriating to me. I do think it's changing. I believe it is changing. I feel like there are shows, especially in England, are very good mm-hmm. about um, Bailey, Scotland. Bailey. Bradford. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Happy Valley, which was one of my favorite shows. Um, I don't. It's it's. I have a, yeah, I You can see how I get because I can yeah. never find my words because I just feel like. It's one thing if you want to do something to your face because you truly, you feel like it's going to make you feel good inside. Sure. But if you feel like you have to do that to keep your job, infuriates me. Mm -hmm. It infuriates me. And I just feel like, what about looking at somebody on a screen and actually go, oh, that's actually what 40 looks like Mm. or 50 or 60 without you know Botox and all these things in the face it's also genes. yeah and that's you know part of it I mean, so much like, you just people age differently yeah you know and I just I mean it's hard enough you know uh acting let alone wouldn't it be wonderful to not have to think about any of those things to essentially just be you know spending the time and and working your craft and understanding the scenes instead of thinking oh gosh do I do I look good enough mm-hmm it just, yeah,
0: it feels like you've become like an advocate for women aging in our yeah, community right now. because I
1: really think there has to be a pro-aging movement. And, and, and I'm starting because I am so tired of going to shops and seeing anti-aging, anti-aging. It's like, and even beautiful, incredible 20-year-old women that I've had the chance to speak to recently, you know, they, this starts to enter their mind. Mm-hmm. And I just go, this is not right. Yeah. It's not right. So
0: you are, you're starting like I, a group. And
1: yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think i can going to have a meeting in January and just talking about so that people feel supported with whatever choice that you make, but to know that there is a flip side of people going, Nope, not going to do it. not right. going to do anything to my face. This is it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the discussion, it's like, uh, it's like a discussion that you've started about menopause, absolutely. which is something that being brought up by a British woman. Yes. Never was spoken about absolutely. Like any of those things. And I feel like the more we talk about things, like menopause yes like cancer like things like that yes. we take back the power of that
1: absolutely because I, I really especially with paramenopause and menopause like for, for people and even for me kind of going in as you said I did not know anything of what that meant yeah and it's incredible the time of what's happening within the body when you start to go through those kind of changes and People need that support and need to go. Okay, that's normal. Yeah. Or
0: you're all right if you're feeling that way. Yeah, it's and we okay. have a community full of women who are connected to their body and to their yes. emotions that actually can help.
1: Absolutely. You know, that, and resources of going. Yeah. Oh well, I saw you know this naturopath was really good, and I, I felt it was ex- like absolutely helpful for me. Maybe it'd be something, for, or they would have an idea. And I think we would really need that exchange. And instead of feeling like people are um, alone in it to have a wonderful group and, and community that will support one another. Yeah, And I think it's, there's a lot happening in so many different um, things, obviously with the Me Too movement and the Me Too After, um, that w- women are truly getting together and there is power in numbers and knowing that we have one another's back.
0: Yeah. How do you feel um, like the Me Too uh, movement and ha- the After Me Too has affected your approach to your work?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, having been doing film and television now for 20 years, so solely working within that industry, within that world, mm-hmm. what I found was fascinating was the amount of things that I had almost forgotten about, that kind of came uh, experiences up. Experiences of yours? Absolutely. Yeah. That I sure. sort of shut down and normalized at the time. Yeah. When well, they I were went, like
0: doing hashtag me too, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, no, wait a second. That, 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 and that yeah.
1: happened. Yeah, specific to our, you know. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And you go, oh my gosh, of course I was absolutely wrong. So I'm really excited to see what it's going to happen. And the atmosphere on set na- now because we've really brought this to the forefront. I mean, this is absolutely something that has been there for a long time. But to truly shine a light on it mm-hmm. is incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm... I'm yeah, I mean, there's going to be for sure. I think there's going to be some backlash. Absolutely, yeah. backslide it's in any any massive movements. If you look back in history, there always is that slide back, and then that's how we move forward. Yeah. So I think so much good will come from this. Um, it has to happen. It has to happen. There's too many. I, I I it was interesting though before the Me Too movement, having a conversation with some friends of mine, and truly being in a room and saying, I don't think I know any woman that hasn't been sexually assaulted, sexually abused. I, I, honest yeah. to goodness, yeah. there's not one woman. And so it didn't surprise me when that all came out. Yeah. But it was absolutely effective to see it all. Yeah. And it was really sad um, to recognize the extent, even though I knew it was, but to actually just see it. Mm-hmm. And the pain... Um, you know, for others to, to, to see that and, mm. and to know that there's been so, uh, it's a imbalance that's happening. Yeah. And even sometimes it's not, it's, it's not even actually about sex itself. It's, it's the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. And things need to change. And so it'll be an interesting world, I think, to start to see for this generation coming up. Yeah. What it's going to be like.
0: What do you feel like your role is in that?
1: I feel like my role is to offer support to other women, to say to any woman on set, if anything arises for you, mm-hmm. come to me. I have your back. Yeah. I have your back. You are not alone. Even And that's the thing, because sometimes it's just so weirdly uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not like... Um, it, it, it's, it's not sometimes as obvious as it, it, it's. So that's where it gets tricky territory. Yeah. And, and, and because, you know, quite often you are, when you're shooting, you kind of, you know, you're worried about, you know, doing a good job. You're all these other things that are, that are factored into, and that's just the, the acting work itself, let alone when you're dealing with these other dynamics. Right. Yeah. And to, I just want others to know that they're, you know, men or women, like, and, and, you know, whatever, if anybody ever feels like they're in a situation, yeah, just that that is said.
0: Yeah, I wonder how. Uh, yeah, I wonder. It'll be interesting to see how it all develops from here. Like i I. It's already an amazing movement. We're, Absolutely. It's it's done a great service already to Completely. a lot of people. But I just think at this point, like the role. I'm same as you, where I'm like, who do I support? How can I get my yes. support out there?
1: Absolutely, and yeah. to believe, and to believe. The people coming forward and I think that's the hardest yeah. um, for, because you know in situations it can be people that you love that you know yeah. that you think how could they know yeah. but then you have to kind of step back and go okay that this is the moment this is the moment where things shift and change mm-hmm. because I think so often um, it's putting the blame back on the victim. So um, do you have
0: um, men in your life that you, you know, have wronged women and how are you dealing with that relationship?
1: I don't like not within my inner circle necessarily, but definitely, you know, colleagues. Yeah. Um, and it's really tricky I kind know. of finding the, of, of going that's absolutely unacceptable what you have done. Right. And I can't just carry on as if that doesn't happen. That didn't happen. You know? Um which
0: is very difficult as an empath.
1: Absolutely. Right? Because you're you you feel so much. Yeah. And but I think so often in history, it's always the victims are the ones that are being it's blamed yeah it's blamed no i mean that's where
0: you put your attention first for sure yeah that's where you put your support
1: yeah so i know it's 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 absolutely an interesting time in terms of you know how do you deal with this and how do you go forward and how do you do you cut a person off completely what do you do and it's it's I think it's a personal decision Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't think at this point there's any right answer. I, I can't dictate what someone else is going to do, how they approach, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, if it's a friend or someone of theirs that they know how they should handle it. It has to be their personal decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe, and that's what I, that's, I, I believe in the, the women coming forward, mm-hmm. you know, and or the men as well. For sure. Yeah
0: yeah it'll be interesting what, mm-hmm. you, what do you what are you thinking of next what are you other than um managing your child's career? Yes he's a full-time <laughs> job at this point because he keeps kids
1: I know it's good well'll we'll, um you know hopefully Carter uh, yeah. will will I guess I, I hear that I think it's gonna be uh, premiering in uh, uh, on Bravo in April yeah. which will be really exciting to see yeah um
0: you've yeah. had so many premieres <laughs> you've had so many like things that are like like so many red carpet moments. How yeah. does this one, like, because is this, oh, well, there's another one, or do you get excited about each one for different reasons, or?
1: Well, yeah, it, it's 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 definitely, de- but but as you say, like, in in Canada, there's no <laughs> Right,
0: no right. <laughs> Like,
1: the only, you know, TIFF, yes, yeah. if you have a movie doing that, but really,
0: they're... Like, when a TV show launches, there's not a lot of fanfare. Some shows
1: do it, but yeah. some, it's like, hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and I think that's part of our, we
1: really need to... Market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's been my biggest thing. It kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it doesn't matter how amazing a show is. If nobody knows it's on, they, they can't watch it. Yeah. And we're totally. in a time where there is a, a lot of incredible, you know, there is so much content out there that even sifting through. So, so much. Oh my so God. So how do you, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's a fascinating time to go, what is the answer to that? Yeah. I, I don't really know, you know, I but I do think that that is, a, it's a big, big
0: Old. Yeah, it really feels like you. Uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you play the intense characters that you do, because you your your heart's really big. Like you're you care so much about so many things yeah, I know. that you must be <laughs> exhausted at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> I know I can't. Like it's true. I know I do. I, do, I feel things so, and yeah. I get ramped up, and I get passionate about it, and uh, uh but it's it's true. I that that I. I don't know. I I, it, it, I never used to, I, I used to be really kind of shy with airing my feelings on things. And I don't know if it's just in the last, I think it's the last 10 years, honestly, since I hit my 30s and 40s. I'm like, nope, not keeping silent anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was always a big people pleaser. Yeah. Um,
0: what changed? What do you think, like, flipped a switch for you? I think
1: I learned that trying to please everybody all the time was shortchanging changing Myself.
0: Just going to write that down. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it
1: was. I was shortchanging myself. Yeah. Um, In what way? I felt like I wasn't always being true to who I was for somebody else's comfort Mm -hmm. and not my own. And that was a big lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, Did something happen? Do you remember a moment? I don't think there... I don't know if there was a specific moment that that happened... It was just. I think he, to be honest, my husband is—he is magic. Like he truly. We've been together eighteen years almost, yeah. and he. I. It's he. He helps make me feel supported constantly and really understand myself. And I think through being with somebody that long and going through through you know the complications of life together to mm-hmm. know that you have that. I feel like there was nothing to lose Mm -hmm. and he was able to he puts me in such high regard that that through him in these years I started to go oh I am shortchanging myself Mm -hmm. for others you know to have somebody that you respect so much that can then say something to you that you go aha Mm -hmm. you're right you're right I am doing that for their benefit and also probably for myself in some ways so that I don't feel awkward or uncomfortable but it's not helping anybody here (laughs)
0: it's not (laughs) helping anyone that's pretty cool yeah um i have to i don't want to but i have to wrap it up yes of course because you have to go but the thing i do um is i try to talk about uh a uh what are you reading seeing listening to that you're inspired by these days because we have like a little Book club list. Oh,
1: started. lovely. Yeah. Well, interesting. I'm actually reading Wonder, which is the oh, movie because yeah. my 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 11 year old Caden recommended it yeah. to me. I just finished uh, Patty's with, uh, Just Kids, which was just fantastic yeah. to read.
0: Wait, and, your your child recommended Wonder to oh, you? Wonder to me. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. He's got and, his own book
1: club. Oh yeah, he does. He's yeah. he's it, just a voracious reader. He reads. He goes through a book a week. He's like me. I go through a book a week. I just read like really, That's, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I find it so it's it's, it's so great. Um, Music wise. I, I listen to uh like everything I just i'm fascinated by music but um my sister-in-law harmony Trowbridge she's she's I've been just actually listening to some of her earlier stuff and that is
0: kind of on my yeah thing right now oh cool yeah because you've got such a beautiful voice as well and I would think I was trying to like sort of a Ricky Lee Jones quality. To oh, interesting. What, you, what, are, what were your like influences when you were listening to music coming growing up? I grew up listening to
1: everything, but it's, it's somebody who was a big, big, big um, kind of. Idol for me was Tori Amos. Oh yeah, and I just I've, I've yeah, I saw recently for the too. fifth or sixth time, and it's just to, to watch a woman have a command over a piano like that, like nobody the else. Most, like nobody's business. Yeah. It was like it's 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 it just comes alive. Yeah, I that doesn't surprise me though. She, with you, it's oh, just like what? Yeah, yeah. It, she's it just on made fire. It completely. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Music that it's rooted in another world.
0: Yeah. Um, What would you say is like a uh, like a catchphrase of yours or like a mantra that you come back to about how you live your life and how you work your career? <laughs>
1: when I was... <laughs> when I was shooting Blowback a couple weekends ago, um, they were laughing at the wardrobe but I Jennifer was just like... Because it's true. Anytime everyone's, like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. And that's just me. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like, and it's truly, fully, like, I feel... It's truthful. It's truthful. Yeah. I'm good. Like, I feel blessed. I feel like, you know, I... I'm fortunate in my life Yeah, and I'm fortunate. Are you in always good? I'm pretty good. Even when I'm, but I'm good. Like I'm yeah. there, like I am no salt. Even when I'm having days that are kind of up, you know, or really down at the, at, at the core of it, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Your you know? kids are healthy. Your That's husband's what I mean. healthy. I if, if my life ends tomorrow, I've been so blessed.
0: Right. Have you always been like that? This yeah. feels very like, um, I feel like you're going to turn 80 and be like, <laughs> like this is where I belong. You've well, got my such nana, a world. my
1: nana was 105 when she did. <laughs> my grandmother died 105. See, too. and yeah. is
0: there something about that? there's an, but it feels just... like you've got this old soul that has figured things out way earlier than a lot yeah. of people your age.
1: Maybe, yeah. But, but I'm good.
0: How has been been? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love speaking with you. It was
1: such, I'm like, I'm so glad this, and look at this. I know person.
0: you can take cheese to go if you want. So good. Oh, no my, none of my cheese, family is dairy free.
1: But thank you. So, oh, I'm, just, I'm
0: such a big fan of yours, as you know. Well, everything that you do, I just, I'm in such admiration. Like even just watching your, uh, your demo reels. you've got a couple out there that are so great. And it just, um, it's in so, it's so inspiring to see somebody that commits to that level oh. in everything you do. Like I've never seen you do something that I was like, Well she called that in like, ever. <laughs> but also whenever I see you and your family Yeah. Like I, I I call you the giggle family. Like whenever I see you're just giggling together. You're like you're like a soda pop. You guys are like it's so adorable. <laughs> we all and we live been... four of us in eight hundred
1: twenty square feet and it's like that. We're just kinda we're with each other
0: all the time. It's all good. You it's got good. two little pixies. It's good. You got two little pixie kids that look like oh yes. elf. they look they so do. adorable they do <laughs> oh my gosh I can't wait to see
1: what they do next too uh, uh, it's yes every day it's yeah. like something's coming down the pipe
0: yeah well thanks thank you <laughs> so thank much thank so um, I honestly we could talk forever so it's been great and that's Joanne Boland I adore her. I really uh, can't see enough of that gal she's a she's a real treat um go find out what she's doing. She is a, a triple quadruple threat Sync tipple <laughs> that's five she's a threat anyway she has so many things that she's got going on. go catch her on the Twitter machine at joanne Boland uh, she's also a singer she has a beautiful voice and sometimes she posts um. YouTube clips of her singing with play, and playing the guitar it's lovely so go follow her find out what she's doing and stand back for some solid inspiration and while you're there follow us you know it really does help us to have like tweets retweeted and um, um, comments on our iTunes if you haven't subscribed yet please do uh, and then pass it on pass on what your favorite discussion was to somebody that you like and um, spread some inspiration uh, thank you so much for listening. We are Firecracker Department and it's Twitter at FirecrackerdePT. Drop me a line. I sure do love the correspondent that's coming in through um, Gmail. It's FirecrackerDept at gmail.com. Please give me a shout and um, catch up on some other episodes that you haven't heard yet. Thank you so much for listening. I sure do appreciate it. Go on out there, everybody. Be bold, be brave. I believe in you. Have a great day.